This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. Last week, we talked with Lee Brainerd about his book, The New Heavens and Earth, and there was just so much that we wanted to continue our conversation. So welcome back to Author's Corner, Lee. Well, thank you for having me back, Roberta. I sure appreciate talking about the things of God with the people of God. You have been a very busy guy in your lifetime by making yourself available for speaking conferences, but you've also written many books and magazines and articles on uh, the things of God. And so we appreciate the fact that you're giving us something a little new to think about, and that is The New Heavens and Earth. Your subtitle is Recreation or Renovation. So why don't you uh, remind our listeners what those two... uh, um, concepts are. Yes, well, every believer believes that we're going to see a new heavens and a new earth someday, and they look forward to that. But there is a question that's underlying this, and that is, does this involve the current heavens and earth that we are on right now and the, the heavens that we're under? Are they going to cease to exist and get replaced by another ex nihilo creation parallel to the one that we see in the early chapters of Genesis? Or will the current earth be refurbished by fire and earthquake and the heavens being rearranged so that we still live on the same planet, but the surface has been completely changed and the stars that we see when we look up in the heavens are changed? Well, on page 58, you explain the phrase burned up. So why don't you um, tell our listeners how the passing away and burned up can be very important uh, to understand the true meaning of those words. Yes. In Second Peter 3.10, we read, The earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. This raises a question. Does this mean burned up in the sense that they cease to exist? Or does it mean burned up in the sense that they are that their state is greatly changed? Well, I think it's going to be the latter. The, what we're going to see is the surface of the earth and all a man's accomplishments down here are going to be shaken down by the earthquake. They're going to be burned up by fire. They'll be it'll be turned into ash. Now, when something is burned into ash, it doesn't cease to exist. It just gets changed in its state. And I think that this is the picture for what we talk about with the earth being burned up. Now, I would point out there are some other indications there right in Second Peter chapter 3, which also um, point in the direction of this uh, uh, renovation by fire rather than a cessation of existence. The first thing I would point out is that the context of Second Peter chapter 3 is the judgment of the current world that we live in uh, that's parallel to the judgment of the flood. The flood was the world that was, uh, I mean, there was a world that was prior to the flood, then after the flood Mm -hmm. we have the world that is, and then there's going to be a coming judgment of fire followed by the world that will be. And, And so there's a parallel between that flood and the fire that's coming. And that judgment isn't something that's a thousand years in the future, but it's coming right now on the present world. The other thing I would point out is in 2 Peter 3, we see some amazing signs in the heavens that are associated with that judgment. And those signs are everywhere in the scriptures associated with the second coming, not with the end of the millennium. Mm. And the third thing I would point out 
is that we're talking about the day of the Lord here, and every passage that we look at that has the day of the Lord in it, everywhere else in the Bible, deals with the second coming and not with the end of the millennium. So I think that would help people to understand if this fire happens at the start of the thousand years, then it can't be fire that completely burns up the earth so it ceases to exist. It can only be remodeling or refurbishing the earth by fire. Mm. On page 74, um, at the beginning of the chapter, timing of the new heavens and earth. So um, tell us a little bit more about what you explain in that chapter. Yes, and this really touches on the subject that we just were talking about, and that is, when is the new heavens and the new earth going to come? And as I pointed out a minute ago, if the new heavens and the new earth come at the end of the thousand years, then Mm -hmm. it's reasonable to consider um, that they're going to be completely burned up and cease to exist. But if the new heavens and the new earth come at the beginning of the thousand years, then it can only be refurbishing by fire or remodeling by fire. One argument I like to look at uh, in this regard is the phrase that we see in Hebrew 12, or Hebrews 12, yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also the heavens. Mm. And the passages where this is brought up, they're talking about the second coming. At the second coming, the Lord's going to take this whole planet in his hand and shake it. He's going to shake every mountain down and shake every island into the sea. We see that in Revelation chapter 6 and in a few other places. So this great shaking is at the second coming. Now, we can't have a great shaking at the second coming and then another one at the end of the millennium. If he says, yet once more, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth, there can only be one more time. Mm. And that nails us down to the second coming. The other thing I would point out, is that if, if a person will actually take a notebook and their Bible and a, and a pen and go through every new heavens and new earth passage in the Bible and put all that information together and start drawing conclusions, every passage in the Bible that mentions the new heavens and the new earth is focused on the second coming. And it's only Second Peter chapter 3 that some will push off to the end of the millennium. And they do that because they, they're believing in the earth burning up entirely and ceasing to exist rather than the earth being refurbished or remodeled by fire. Hmm. Okay. Well, today I'm talking with Lee Brainerd. He has written the book, The New Heavens and Earth, published by Soothkeep, and you are listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. Now, I'm going to take us uh, way back to... Um, just the definition of a, of a word. Um, why do we have the new heavens, plural, and the earth as a singular? Well, the, the heavens is, is an interesting subject, because sometimes we read the word heaven in the singular, and sometimes we, we see the heavens in the plural. Okay. They, they refer to the same thing. It's just really the angle or the perspective that we're looking at it. We can refer to the whole thing as the heaven, but we but it's all it's often in the plural, simply because the heavens are such a vast, comprehensive subject that um, that the heavens typically appear in the plural the same way that God's name appears in the plural. It's talking about something that's so massive 
it's infinite. And the Hebrew grammarians call this the plural of infinity. So there's a lot in your book. In addition to the writings in the book, you have um, an appendix. And so you've added a lot of information through the appendix. Tell us about the content there and the purpose of including the appendix. Yes, I, I put three appendices in the book. And the first one is called Two Piles Exegesis. And what I'm talking about here is the fact that sometimes controversies on a doctrinal subject are presented to the believer. Mm -hmm. And they're presented as if you've got to choose between two different piles of Scripture. One pile of Scripture goes in direction A, and the other pile of Scripture goes in direction B. And so you've got to choose between these piles. So you choose pile B, and then you end up kind of ignoring all the verses in, in, in uh, pile A, or you choose pile A and kind of ignore the verses in pile B. And when people have doctrinal questions presented to them in this way, it forces people to actually end up holding less than what God intends for us to hold. Because whatever the right solution is, it takes the, the verses in both piles, puts them in one pile, and comes up with the solution that honors all the verses in both piles. And so that's what I try to do here with the new heavens and the new earth point out that we can take every passage in the Bible on the new heavens and the new earth, and they can fit in one harmonious understanding of mm. the subject. Uh, the second appendices was the confusion on recreation, where I mentioned before that uh, some people think the, the heavens are going to dissolve, and so everything will break down into a bunch of atoms and subatomic particles, and then they'll go back together, and others hold the view that everything in one big flash will cease to exist, there, there will be no universe, and then a new universe will spring back into existence. Hmm. And, and there's a lot of confusion on this. Most of the authors that I've read will, in one line, use language about dissolution, and the next line talk about cessation of existence, and they're really kind of unclear on it. And what I just like to point out to people, um, it doesn't really matter which version of that that people hold. The real question is, is the earth going to cease to exist in any way, shape, or form? Or is it going to be redeemed and mm -hmm. refurbished by God? Mm -hmm. Now, the last appendix is the biggest one. And I, there I list a bunch of citations from men of God, mostly from the past, who reject the view that the earth is going to cease to exist and embrace the view that the earth is going to be redeemed and renewed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, this is helpful for a lot of people because the most common view today that's held by prophecy teachers is that the earth is going to cease to exist, the heavens and the universe are going to cease to exist. And they kind of look at this like everybody believes this. Uh, and it's really a surprise to them to realize that many of the big names in our recent history uh, actually held that, no, the Lord's not going to bring the earth into non-existence. He's going to clean this earth up. He's going to redeem it. He has owned this forever. He's, mm -hmm. he's owned the Mount of Jerusalem where the Temple Mount is, he's owned that piece of dirt mm -hmm. for all of eternity. 
he's not owning a similar piece of dirt on a similar hill, on a similar planet, in a similar solar system, in a similar universe. He's owned this piece of dirt forever, and he's put his name on it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, you have definitely done a thorough job of studying this issue and putting it together for uh, us to read in a book called The New Heavens and Earth, Recreation or Renovation. And again, it was written by Lee Brainerd, who we're talking with today, and published by Soothkeep. So, Lee, tell our listeners how they can uh, get in touch with you and find out more about the other works that you have done. Yes, they can find my written ministry on my website, soothkeep.info. Soothkeep is S-O-O-T-H-K-E-E-P. And for those that are curious, that's Old English for Truth Fortress. Uh I also have a YouTube channel that's called Soothkeep. And you can find my books on Amazon. All righty. So one more time, the book is The New Heavens and Earth, written by Lee Brainerd. And we certainly appreciate him sending us a copy of the book today. Lee, thank you so very much for being with us. I appreciate the opportunity, Roberta, and may the Lord continue to bless you and the entire radio network world. And to our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. If you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also go back and listen to part one that we did last week. So this is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join us again next time. Are you walking in everything God has for you? Hi, I'm Pastor Gary Culp, and I'd like to invite you to check out the Exceedingly Abundant Ministries podcast, available from the Sky High Podcast Network. This 30-minute weekly Bible study will give you time to grow spiritually and get to know God and His Word on a deeper level. God has more in store for you than you ever realized. Listen to Exceedingly Abundant Ministries today and learn about how God can do more with your life than you ever imagined.